Welcome back to the Anglo Omani Society podcast. Today I'm excited to be joined by Hanan Sultan, who is currently a master's student at the Royal College of Art, studying jewelry and metal. She is also a recent graduate of Central St. Martins with a bachelor's in jewelry design. Living between Muscat, Dubai, and London, Hanan is passionate about both fine art and fashion and finds that jewelry is the perfect middle ground between the two. Her art and design practices are predominantly centered around cultural identity and the human experience of society in relation to this. She also incorporates traditional and contemporary materials and methods of designing and making jewelry. Today we sit down to discuss her recent bachelor's collection, which is incredible and made out of frankincense. I really do hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you check out Hanan's work as you will love it. Thank you so much, Hanan, for joining me today. Firstly, for our listeners, please could you tell us a bit about yourself, what you studied and what you're currently studying too. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Hanan Sultan. I'm from Oman and I've been living in London for the past six years. Um, I'm currently doing my master's in metal and jewelry at the Royal College of Art. And before that, I was at Central St. Martin's doing my undergrad in jewelry design. And before that, I was in London College of Fashion doing a fashion foundation. And so this is what I do. I've been a student now for the seventh year. Wow. Um, before my foundation at London College of Fashion, I was a student at Pratt for a year in upstate New York. Oh, cool. um, and over there, my background was in fine arts. So that was like a separate foundation. And then I moved to London where everything is more international and global and Amazing. people come from all over the world. So it's, it's been fun. It's been really fun. That's so cool. So how old were you when you went to Pratt? When I went to Pratt, I was 17. Wow. So I was still underage. And it's yeah. really funny because I, my friends had to sign for me to get a vaccination at that time. <laughs> oh, bless you. And did you like, how was it in New York? Like, was, how was the, the foundation you did? Did you enjoy it? What was it like? I loved the foundation there. I think I learned most of the things that I know from there. Um, mm -hmm. It was a very small campus. It had around 200 students. I really enjoyed the course. I did not like living in upstate New York. And that's why I moved to um, London. Just because upstate New York was very quiet. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much for me to do other than, you know, just sit. And yeah. especially that I was underaged, um, I couldn't do much, you know. Yeah, I just shame. sat and I did my work and <laughs> I did really good on my courses. And that's where I had my first jewelry course. It wasn't a jewelry course per se. It was a 3D design class. And I was just lucky to have a jewelry professor who then wanted us to work with wax, which is the most used thing in jewelry and manufacturing. Oh. And oh, I fell in love with it. I, I've always been inclined towards art in general but more towards the 3d arts culture you know mm -hmm. jewelry but I also really love fashion so for me jewelry is sort of a middle ground between fashion and fine arts it could be both it could be whatever you want it to be so you said yeah, no. that as an artist or as a designer 
I totally agree. Like, I totally understand. And I mean, that kind of draws me to my next thing. Like, where did this passion for jewelry design and what stem from? Like, was there any inspirations when you were younger? Was there something, was there a trigger? Was there something else you wanted to study before? Like, what drew you to this, this kind of career path? Um, I always knew I wanted to do something creative just because I am creative in my nature. Uh, when I was younger, maybe when I was like 11, I always thought I'd be a fashion designer. And then when I grew older and I started going to campus tours, I found that actually maybe, you know, fine, because I, I was in between fine arts and fashion. And then I thought maybe I could find something that is between fine arts and fashion. And jewelry was that for me. And that's mm-hmm. what drew me into jewelry. And jewelry is, it's timeless. It's something yeah. you carry, you can carry from the past and you can send it to the future. And it, so it carries so much, so many stories and it's just wonderful. Yeah, that's so, so true. That's such a great way to explain it. And we don't think about it in so much detail, but it's true. Like I have pieces from my grandmother and I'll give those on to my my grandchildren so that's that's really interesting and I obviously you mentioned that you were at Pratt and and then UK was the place for you to come just obviously for the vibe as well but when you were looking at universities was Central St. Martin's the place that you knew you wanted to go to or were there other ones that you looked at? Um, There were other places that I looked at just because I did not expect to get into Central St. Martin's when I first applied. Mm -hmm. I had applied three times before I got in actually my dad he studied in America and he lived there for six or seven years I'm not sure but Mm -hmm. he wanted me to also study in America so his only thing was you have to go to like the best school you have to go to the best school and so I'm like okay let me do foundation first at London College of Fashion to get a fashion background Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to apply to St. Martin's. And then thankfully I got in because amazing. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, it was meant to be, obviously. So no, I'm so happy for you. Um, so you finished your, your BA last year and created some beautiful pieces from frankincense. And obviously we're used to using frankincense for burning or maybe drinking and eating and beauty products. But I think you must be one of the first people to use it in jewelry. How did you even decide that you were going to use frankincense in your jewelry collection? At the time that I was in St. Martin's, you know, everyone works on their, what intrigues them. What intrigues me in art and fashion is the culture and cultural identity. So for me, it was more of exploring my cultural identity and how I could represent that. I did not know what I was going to do for my third year collection, my final year collection. And um, over the summer, I was thinking a lot. I have a sketchbook filled with notes and sketches and all of that. And I did that over the summer between my second and my third year. And then, you know, when we burn frankincense at home, like when you pick it up, I pick it up with my hands instead of tongs. So Mm -hmm. at some point I realized that 
Oh, actually, it's very malleable. Like if you heat it in your hands, okay, just with your body heat. So I thought maybe there's something more to that. Maybe I can develop that. So it took me about nine months to develop wow. the material that I've used, and it was just a lot of experimentation, a lot of hours. Yeah, that's it. That's that's, that's what that's how it happened. Like that's so so clever. Um, and even when I saw the pieces in person, I was just amazed by it that you managed to come up with this concept. So obviously, when nobody is using something like this, and you've just spent nine months, obviously trying to, you know, get to the bottom of it. Where do you even begin? Was it your teachers helping you? Was it research or was it just you playing and playing until you got there? It was a little bit of everything. So uh, in my undergrad, I believe I saw my tutors every week, sometimes twice a week. Mm -hmm. And so every time I go to them, I try to go with something new, a new experiment. And also, obviously, research has to come into that. So I sort of took my knowledge from traditional jewelry making and jewelry processes and methods and techniques and applied it to this material. In my undergrad, we were really pushed to work with different materials. So you just sort of, you know, learn how to adapt to different materials. The thinking and the techniques that you're taught can be applied to any material. Right. So I applied okay. that to frankincense, which obviously is, you know, with different materials is different and you try different things. And but essentially you can try the same things that I've done on frankincense on different things, different materials. And you could come out with something, something like really cool. Yeah, that's totally cool. That's that's amazing. Um, about all the resources you're given, you know, to kind of experiment. That's super fun. Um, so you created three signature pieces, uh, earrings, a necklace, and a crown. Now, of course, there is this stunning crown that is really the centerpiece. Um, what was the inspiration behind it? The inspiration behind the crown, the title of it is actually Kumma Crown. And everyone who's listening knows what a kumma is and so it's worn by men right so I thought let's make this about equality my collection was about dowries and heirlooms and you know how dowries could be something more than a material thing it could be given as immaterial things could come with giving a dowry it shouldn't only be material things so That's I thought, how about we make the kumma, a kumma crown for a lady that, and then this crown could be given to her as a dowry on her wedding night. It could be, you know, the groom could be saying to her, this is me giving you equality within our marriage. Amazing. I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank um, you. I would love to see that, like, happen in real life it would be amazing um really really beautiful so what came first was it the concept or the using of frankincense did you already kind of have an idea that you wanted to do something related to like inequality and um women or was it more so the frankincense came and then the idea came um I think it was in pieces and like different pieces (laughs) and so Sort of towards the end, I just pieced everything together. 
So yeah. it, it came in different bursts. I don't really remember because it was just very chaotic and that's how a lot of artists and designers work. We're very chaotic when we yeah. start. It's a lot of things and we try to piece them together. And so I just, I think they came around the same time when I first started and then they sort of both branched out and then they came back together. Amazing. I love that. I guess it was just meant to be um, in the end. Uh, so now you've created these pieces and finished your bachelor's. What is next? You're currently doing your master's, but what did you learn from your bachelor's that you think is really going to help you with your master's? I think what I learned in my BA is how to adapt to different situations, to different materials really quickly and really fast. And so in my master's, I feel like I'm able to do that if I needed to. However, in your master's, in my course, you're supposed to take your time in exploring and experimenting. Whereas I feel like in my BA, it was more of, I don't want to say it was rushed, What's mm. another word, Dina? Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess within your BA, you're probably having to focus, learn many different elements in such a short space of time, whereas maybe your MA is more focused. I guess, I guess so. More, I guess yeah? so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can totally understand that. And have you thought of any, I mean, what, sorry, what was your master's again? What, um, what are you going to um, be doing? So my course is called Jewelry and Metal. So it's not only specifically jewelry design, like my undergrad, it's more of jewelry and metal. So metal that could be sculpture, that could be different objects. It could be jewelry that's not supposed to be worn. It could be jewelry that is worn. So you're encouraged to play with different things with, you know, different scales, um, collaborate with people across college and also across different universities. So they work with um, material futures to develop different materials. And so you can collaborate with them. You can collaborate with different filmmakers, with glass and ceramic, which is the department next to us with printmaking. So you can actually do all these things. It's not really specific to wearable jewelry. So that's nice. It gives you a bit of space to explore more of yourself. That's going to be amazing. Your style. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm definitely excited to see what you come up with next year. So I'll be looking forward to that. Um, So do you still think that you're going to reflect an Omani heritage maybe going into your master's or do you think you, you want to diversify into another area? I think I can't box myself to just that mm-hmm. because that's just going to be very restrictive and art is not supposed to be restrictive. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I think it will come up at times, but at other times I will branch out to different things in different areas. It's just the nature of it. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Um, and are there any aspects of, of Omani heritage, except for the frankincense, that maybe fascinate you and you're curious to maybe look to in the future? Um, I think Oman is filled with beautiful landscapes and nature. And 
I mean, I'm still, I still don't know if I can box myself to that, just, you know, restrict myself to that. But uh, I would love to, I would love to, you know, if I did, if something sparked something in me, I would mm-hmm. definitely do it. I'm not one to shy away from it, but I'm also not one who would restrict myself to it. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Uh, and lastly, coming to our last few questions, just a few kind of quick fire questions. Um, what would you say is your main goal? Like, wh- what do you want to see happen for yourself post your master's? Would you want to create your own brand? Um, yeah, where, where, where will Hanan go? Or does she know? <laughs> um, she doesn't know at the moment, but... <laughs> I would like to take part in a change in the arts and fashion industries in the Middle East. I would really like to encourage younger people to go into this as Middle Easterns, as Arab. It's a, it's quite a new industry for us in the Gulf and the Middle East. And it's a very booming industry. So I would encourage, I would want to encourage other people, other young people, definitely. And I would like to see the industry grow. I would like to be part of it very much to have my own brand one day, hopefully one day and very global. Yes, um, I'm very globally minded and I grew up like that. So I wouldn't want to restrict my brand to a certain place. You know, I would Amazing. want it to be accessible to people everywhere. Amazing. Well, no, I definitely can imagine you doing that. And again, I'm very excited to see where you go in the future. Um, what advice would you give maybe to a, a, an Omani that's wanting to do the same path? Anything that you wish you knew before? I think just to believe in yourself. And if you have that fire, if you have that passion within you, just go for it. Don't overthink it. Just go for it and try. You have nothing to lose. Yeah, that's so true. I think everyone can apply that to their life as well. <laughs> um, uh, if you could only wear one piece of jewelry for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, I think I definitely go for a pair of earrings. Ah, okay then. Interesting. I like that. Um, finally, what is your favorite material? jewelry and what do you prefer to work with the most as well so maybe your favorite material um, for jewelry to wear and one that you like to work with the most I really like wearing gold Um, I feel like just because in Oman or just in the Gulf or maybe in the Middle East as well you know we really grew up with jewelry that's gold and so for me, I just definitely love wearing gold and gold only. I like to stick to that. Just like I like to have red nail polish and red lips all the time. So that's like my signature. <laughs> gold, red yeah. lips, red nails. <laughs> and I didn't work a lot with gold, but um, I really liked working with silver. <laughs> I like to work with the uh, wax. So you can shape the wax into whatever shape you want it and then you can cast it in whatever metal. That's interesting. So is is working with wax essentially when something looks 
acrylic, I want to say, but is it not? Is it, is it wax? I'm trying to think of jewelry that I've seen that could have wax in it. Or would someone just not really notice if it was made of wax? No. So most of the jewelry that's manufactured is it's 3D printed and then it's casted. So that comes in wax or it's uh-huh. hand carved or, you know, it's been worked on by hand. So you don't really see the wax. People don't really see the wax. You just work with the wax and then it's turned into metal. Amazing. So you really don't see it. It's so cool. I'd love to spend like a week with you watching you just make jewelry. Just because it's so fascinating to see how something, something raw materials turn to something so beautiful. It must be like amazing. Um, and then to get to the final process. Yeah, and then recently I've taught myself um, CAD, and so oh, CAD cool. is really difficult. But I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I would like to. I'm aiming to get something 3D printed this month nice and I've 3d printed before it's just it's difficult to you know make sure that everything is right on computer and then have it checked with technicians in my university so that I know that everything is right and then we're not wasting any material when I'm 3d printing amazing that's gonna be really exciting yeah that's really cool Oh, well, I'm very happy for, for you, Hanan. Um, definitely excited to see where you go. And hopefully, again, we can touch base next year when you've done your master's. Um, lastly, if someone wants to see your work, what is your Instagram handle just for those um, that may want to just follow you and see what you're up to? It's at Hanan Mustafa S. So that's at H-A-N-A-N-M-U-S-T-A-F-A-S. Amazing, amazing. Well, um, I'm really excited to see where you go in the future. Please do stay in touch. And thank you so, so much. For, thank you so um, much, Thank you so much no for problem. having me. No problem at all. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. And please don't forget to check out Hanan's work on Instagram. If you'd like to learn more about the society, please head to ao-soc.org. And we look forward to welcoming you next week.